Oh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I know what men want on this particular day, and I'm going to tell you guys how to get more of that tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. It is my absolute pleasure to be here with you tonight on this glorious night of love and lust Flowers, candy, lingerie, you know what else. Listener discretion is advised, so please put the results of your past passion to bed and stay with me if you have staying power. I am going to tell you just how you can get staying power tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show as well. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse and sex educator, blogger, researcher, and expert witness. And I'm going to talk about that tonight when I give you my thoughts and questions I have about the Gian Gameshi case, and in particular, sexual assault victims. Also, we're going to be talking about syphilis tonight. Not to be such a Debbie Downer, but syphilis cases are up significantly in the Vancouver area. So, obviously, there's some hanky-panky going on here, but we've got to uh, change things up a little bit so that the sexually transmitted infection rate does not go up along with other things. And I'll tell you how to prevent that and how that is treated as well. So in addition to some education about syphilis prevention and treatment, I'm going to let you know what it is like to love or not in Vancouver with the results of the Vancouver Magazine Love and Sex Survey. It's not as bad as you think. Also, the co-owner of Into the Lifestyle joins me later on in the show, in the second half of the show, to broaden your horizons about love and lust. And she is passionate about what she does. You can always give me a call. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have any questions at all about love and relationships or maybe you had a fight, you don't know how to deal with that, or uh, maybe you're not as attracted to your spouse as you once were. I had a couple in my office this week who uh, I could see through her like saran wrap on a bowl of chocolate ice cream with sprinkles on it. Uh, she was talking about how passionate they were, how in love they were, how amazing it was. But, of course, they weren't having sex. She had low sexual desire, but she was trying to say how incredible the relationship was and and how close they were. And, of course, I when I see couples, I often will see them together, and then I will see them separately, as was the case with this couple. And so I spoke to her, and she described this amazing relationship, sexless, of course. And uh, and then when I met with him, he said, she's always asking me about my feelings, and I'm really not a guy that likes to talk about my feelings. You know, what else is new? Guys are uncomfortable talking about their feelings. And he said, but my real feeling is I'm feeling like killing her here on the crest of Valentine's Day. Um, So it can be very frustrating and communication is really important in a relationship. Sex is vital as well and having intimacy and passion and lust and keeping that going. I've been speaking so much lately. I'm just about to lose my voice. I spoke last week quite a bit at the Taboo Sex Show and after and this weekend I spoke at the wellness show a, a place you can become extremely unwell with all the food that they give you there and but I digress uh but fortunately they have massage therapy and everything else um but anyway after every single talk I give you know honestly like 5 to 10 women come up to me and they'll say you know my husband loves sex no kidding huh <laughs> but then they'll say how can I get it back for him you know I have no s- sexual desire And, you know, it's something you have to work at. Speaking of which, 
I am. Uh, it's been announced this week, but I think I actually let the cat out of the bag before then. Nothing new. Um, I'm speaking at the TEDx Stanley Park 2016 at the Queen Elizabeth Theater about the sexless marriage and what you can do to reignite that lust in your life. You got to do it. That's one thing. That's for darn sure. Just go for it is one of the tips. Anyway, but there'll be lots more and some of the things might surprise you because it's a bit of an oxymoron. We think I'm, you know, I'm getting married, uh, (laughs) or you're getting married or someone's getting married. We think of married people as having guilt-free, fabulous, endless sex anytime they want for the rest of their lives. And well, that's just not the case. In fact, if you never want to have sex again, you might think about getting married. Anyway, I am not meant to be such a cynic, but uh, I do hear the stories. These are the stories I hear. Uh, so uh, anyway, if you're having sex, give me a call. I'd love to hear about it. I, and in fact, when people come into my office and they say they're sexually active or having sex with their spouse, I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> like you're like number two that I've ever heard of having it. So I have a bit of a skewed uh, opinion or perspective on this. So by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, especially on Valentine's Day. I know you're all having sex. Uh, anyway, you should today. It's one of those days it's like birthday and Valentine's Day, you know. Christmas, you might be a little tired. But anyway, the uh, there's a little survey in the Love, in the Vancouver magazine, a love and sex, and sex, <laughs> love and sex survey. So apparently you are, you are better off gay in this city. So privilege doesn't come with a better sex life as straight men said they are the least content with theirs. What does that say? While an equal percentage of men and women said they are satisfied sexually speaking, fewer women are explicitly dissatisfied. No kidding. But the most content group of all was Vancouver's LGBT. Q community, 63% are satisfied as opposed to 54% of heteros. The top 10 words to describe the Vancouver dating scene, okay? Difficult is number one. Hard is number two. Tough is number three. Four is bad. Five is boring. Six is active. Seven is good. Eight is shallow. Nine is clicky. 10 is youth and the most frequently mentioned dating spots. The Cactus Club, that's because they have the soundproof bathrooms. Uh, The Keg, that's because it's so loud there, nobody can hear you having sex in the bathroom. (laughs) Starbucks, that's because they have the big bathrooms (laughs) and they only have one stall, if you notice, uh, and you can lock yourselves in. White Spot (laughs) hits the spot, that's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) The right spot, just like the womanizer. Anyway, needs no instruction. Earl's, pretty noisy there too. (laughs) Milestones, you might go there if you are reaching a particular one. The boathouse, let me think. (laughs) The boathouse, yes. Of course, I've been to all these restaurants. Nuba, uh, Burgoo. Nuba is just so incredibly expensive. You want to spend a lot of your time in the bathroom there. Uh, Burgoo and Shambar. So those are the most uh, frequently frequented dating spots, interestingly enough. So what does the ideal man and woman look like? Well, they're educated. So most men like women who are educated. They like women with long hair. They like slender women, no yoga pants. 
Uh, and what do women like in men? They like clean-shaven men. We still have a lot of lumbersexuals rocking around this city. But uh, apparently women prefer clean-shaven, tall, short hair, owns a car. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no glasses. Anyway, men, do, women do not like men who wear glasses. So, and, and a lot of um, women say that uh, the men in Vancouver have no game. And, you know, a lot of men will say that, you know, women have lost uh, their desire. I had a comment about that on Facebook today. That particular guy, I want to say, like, no woman would have desire around you. But anyway, I didn't. <laughs> I refrained. Not a good idea to argue on Facebook. But, uh, you know, men, I always say men have to up their game. It's women who report more boredom in the bedroom sexually. Anyway, so that's just a little bit about how we love in this city. So, uh, oh, there's lots of places that people have sex, too, which I did want to mention. Stanley Park is a very popular place. Robson Square, of course, very romantic place to have sex. Uh, Granville Street, which is, uh, if you want to have sex in a human zoo, go for it. That is just a great place. But I'm sure everybody is smashed there because it's the most popular time is on Friday night. Queen Elizabeth Park is another good place. And how's this? A cemetery. (laughs) Two people actually said they've had sex in the local cemetery. Maybe they have uh, a fetish for dead people. I'm not sure. But Vancouver is very sex-oriented, and a lot of people are looking for hookups only. No surprise there. But if you want to survive in this city, you need a public sex survival kit. That is a blanket, a bottle of wine, and a portable audio system, apparently. So you need someone to set the mood, wipe the brow, pour the wine, get out the womanizer. We're all set. Anyway, Mike, uh, it's great to have you here helping me out. We're, we've uh, got some lusty, sappy, sucky songs for we, tonight. We've got a couple good songs tonight <laughs> you know, that are going to fitting for the day. Fantastic. Excellent. You know, uh, there's so much pressure on Valentine's Day to get the perfect gift and... Um, by the perfect flowers, this public, uh, 53% of women would break up with their man if they didn't receive a gift on Valentine's Day. Well, why do you, why do you need the specific day to tell someone you love them? A- exactly, Mike. You know, I the know, best time is February 5th to February 12th. You get it before the before Valentine's Day itself. Exactly. Surprise them. That is the foreplay time, right? I've had like so much foreplay this week <laughs> up to the climax, which is today. And now I'm heading into the refractory period. I've been, uh, anyway, this is a very, very busy week for a sexpert anyhow. So, uh, but it's great to have you. Thanks for choosing all of that sucky music. And I hope you do enjoy it. And I hope you have a great day. Uh, I hope you're enjoying this day. And the other thing I did want to say that, you know, women love to um, have public displays of affection, so they like the gifts. If you haven't done this, forget it. The only way you can get sex tonight, though, is if you start cleaning now. There's still plenty of time. You can clean up the kitchen, the bathroom, vacuum, housework, get it all set for the week. You are much more likely to get sex. And uh, anyway, and in particular, that particular type that you would like that you never get any other day of the year. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. When I come back, we're going to talk about those syphilis cases and why they are up significantly in the significantly in the city of Vancouver, the epicenter for syphilis. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. That's actually a great song, but uh, <laughs> Mike promises me they're going to get sappier as it goes. Oh, along. they will. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. 
I'm good with a mic. No. <laughs> if you saw some of the photographs from the wellness show. Anyway, I, w- I was surprised. Uh, I'm Maureen McGrath, and uh, thanks for staying with me, talking about sex here on the Sunday Night Sex Show. I was presenting at the wellness show, and I said to uh, the crowd of women and a few men, I think it was mainly women at that stage of the game, you know, you're all familiar with the magic wand, and they all said no. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was the most popular sex story, at least the most well-known, so I pulled it out of the package for them to view, and it looks so much like a giant white mic, and uh, so anyway, I I turned that into a mic, Um, so... I like a good mic. Uh, but anyway, I do digress. We're talking about syphilis. So it is a dangerous time here in Vancouver because the rates of syphilis, in particular in gay men, has reached its highest level in 30 years in British Columbia. And Vancouver Coastal Health is putting out a call to action that is urging regular testing. The health officer said that there were nearly 500 cases of infectious syphilis reported to the health authority last year. And that number is twice as many as what was reported a decade earlier. The rate started increasing in 2012, and they have steadily gone up. Statistics show that 97% of people diagnosed with syphilis are men. Over 90% are identified as gay or bisexual, and the largest increase is among men between the ages of 20 and 24 years old. So this is a young man's d- infection. And the agency also said that syphilis is being diagnosed among men living with HIV because you are at greater risk for contracting syphilis if you are living with HIV. So the BC Center for Disease Control recommends that men who have sex with men are tested every three to six months and visit their doctor if they have sores, bumps, rashes, blisters, or warts around the genitalia or the anal area. Now, I will tell you something that sometimes syphilis presents with no symptoms. We call that asymptomatic. Uh, And so the other thing is I'm always talking about how important it is to be true to yourself in terms of your sexuality. And some people, especially in the younger ages, they may not feel they can express their sexuality, they cannot be true to themselves, they cannot, if sexuality is fluid, they're not certain if they are bisexual or gay, and they certainly may not tell their parents. I know a 40-year-old man who is gay, he's still in the closet, He, his doctor does not know that he is gay. So he would never go to his doctor, or so he thinks his doctor doesn't know. Um, But he would never go to his doctor if he had any of those symptoms. So it's important that you have a trusting relationship with your health care provider and also that we're true to ourselves and true to ourselves in terms of our sexuality if you um, are gay. And that's why judgment of people or... um, being, being condescending or putting people down in terms of their sexuality is just so damaging. And I just think it's one of the malignancies of our society. Syphilis is a potentially deadly sexually transmitted infection that's caused by a bacteria. There's testing. We can do prevention. There's treatment. And you can get treatment and testing through community resources as well. So the recent cases, as I said, were predominantly amongst gay bisexual, and other men, men who have sex with men. They don't necessarily ascribe to being homosexual. 
They are men who may like rough sex, for example. They may be married. So women are at risk for syphilis as well. So what are the symptoms of syphilis? Most people, unfortunately, who are diagnosed have no symptoms. Those who do have symptoms typically show a painless sore around the genitals, the mouth, the rectum, or vagina, and a rash can occur on the chest or the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. So if the sore is present, syphilis can be spread through direct contact with it, such as through oral sex, anal sex, and vaginal sex. Both the rash and the sore will go away on their own, even without treatment, though the person can still be infected by the illness. It's also very important to learn prevention of syphilis. And the one way that we know to prevent syphilis, well, ab- abstinence, that's not reality, but regular use of condoms will reduce the risk of picking up or passing on both syphilis and HIV, though contact with a sore outside of the area covered by the condom may still cause syphilis infection. So that's why it's important to do inspection. If there are, if you have any sores, uh, to refrain from sexual activity until you are tested. But syphilis is most commonly passed on by people who don't have symptoms and who don't know they are infected. So if you are sexually active, it is important to be tested every three to six months. A sexual health history of your partner is important to know about. Uh, it's you know a lot of there's a lot of hookup going on in this city. Lots of hookups, and that's what everybody seems to want. But I don't think people want syphilis. So don't have sex with somebody if they have symptoms or they are even being treated for syphilis until the treatment is complete. And what happens with the treatment, which is penicillin G, what happens is it will treat the course, the, uh, the course of the illness. So the place where you've gotten to, you can actually have cardiovascular issues and neurological issues, blindness, mental illness, nervous system, and people can die from syphilis. So you must be very, very careful with this. There are uh, treatment, uh, and there's treatment and testing options for uh, options for BC, Vancouver Coastal Health, and there are many in the community as well. So Vancouver Coastal Health certainly does serve the community and provide services to people. So you can just call by an appointment or on a drop-in basis, and all of this testing is free. So it's vital to have that communication, understand who your partner is having sex with or who your partner has had sex with in the past. And, you know, a lot of people, especially younger people, think nothing bad can ever happen to them or they will never get syphilis. That's an infection from years gone by or that it's not a relevant sexually transmitted infection. But it certainly is a quite irrelevant sexually transmitted infection. And Vancouver seems to be the epicenter for this infection. And so it's it can be dangerous out there. And it is vital. There are different stages of the syphilis infection and from asymptomatic and no symptoms to some symptoms and then cardiovascular impact and neurological impact, blindness, it can lead to mental illness, and people can actually die from syphilis. And so the other thing is people are ashamed and they're embarrassed and if they have had sex with somebody who's had syphilis or they may have bumps or uh, rashes in the genitalia area and they're ashamed to go because they're afraid 
to find out that they may have a sexually transmitted infection. And that's a real mistake, especially in terms of syphilis. So there is no shame in getting tested. It's a Russian roulette game in a way, and anybody is at risk. It doesn't discriminate. And you definitely, this is one of those infections, one of those sexually transmitted infections. This is one of those conditions that you want to know the results of the test. You want it to be negative, but if it's not, you want to know that it's positive so that you can be treated appropriately and there are treatments for syphilis. So beware and uh, and certainly email me, sextalk at cknw.com, if you have any particular questions. And when I come back, we're going to lighten this baby up and we're going to get into the lifestyle. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Stay- Thanks for staying with me. If you're uh, new to the program, uh, welcome. You can call me about any questions about sex, relationships, intimacy, breakups, whatever, sexual desire, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. I did promise you a little um, uh, a little treatment about low sexual desire, should you suffer that, because I hear so many women suffer decreased sexual interest, decreased arousal, and that you know, it's tough when that happens, especially on Valentine's Day, one of the few days of the year that people intentionally have sex. I'm kidding. But 43% of women from age 18 to 59 actually experience low sexual desire. And if you were at the wellness show, you'd have seen all the toys I could have recommended to you. (laughs) You missed it. Sorry. Um, To increase sexual desire and sexual interest and arousal. But uh, there is also, I want to mention, a new solution that's available in Canada that's been in the States for 10 years, actually. It's called Zestra, and it's an oil that's applied to the clitoris uh, about 30 minutes prior to sexual intercourse, and that will help to increase blood flow. It's a botanical. It's an all-natural. So that's something to use. One other reason that uh, women have low sexual desire is because they happen to be with a guy who has premature ejaculation. Uh, (laughs) And so now there's Uxer as well. So in addition to thinking about your mother-in-law, which will certainly slow things down for you, there's also medications. Some doctors prescribe antidepressants, but Uxer is new to Canada as well. And uh, and also some tantric uh, moves and uh, tantric play and sex may help things down, the start slow method. So there's many different uh, ways that we can increase sexual desire and cut out that premature ejaculation. I might put a little package together, a little refractory package for you after all the sex you're having. But for the moment, I have William on the line with a question. Hello, William. Yeah, hi, Maureen. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Valentine's Day. Thank you so much. Same to you. Yeah, quick question. I was going out with this gal that I fell in love with, uh, broke up November 19th. Don't know where she lives anymore. Can't be sure. Have her cell phone number. And I was just wondering if it's inappropriate to give her a phone call. Tell her I fell uh, in love with her or just uh, let this thing go. How long were you with her? Eight months. Eight months. And why Why the breakup? Oh, she's just problems in her past marriages just complicated our relationship. And did she break up with you? Oh, it was mutual. Oh, it was mutual, but you're still having feelings for her. Yeah. Are you feeling like you can change her or change things, or do you miss her? Did you have a change of heart? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All the above. All of the above. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it wouldn't be hard. Why don't you know where she lives? <laughs> I'm a little nervous about well, that. Well, because I think she's moved. I don't want to go up and ring her buzzer. I think that'd be inappropriate. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe text her. Okay, I more of a phone call. Are, are you a phone? Were you always a phone caller, the two of you? Yeah. And would she recognize your number? Do you have it on private number? No, she'd recognize my number. She'd recognize the number. So there's a chance she may not pick up. I mean, I hate, you know, and how many times do you call? I don't know. You Let know. me ask you. Well, I would call the once <laughs> and leave a message if you're a caller. And she's somebody who receives calls versus texting? Does both. She does both. Um, yeah, so at least you can see when she's seen the text and maybe hasn't responded. I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't think it's harmful to say, how are you doing? I was thinking about you. Uh, just wanted to catch up, want to grab a coffee. I, don't, I think there's no harm in that. If she says, no, absolutely not, I've moved on with someone else, then, that's, then you have your answer. Okay. But there's no harm done. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Marine. You're welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm sure it's harder on a day like today, right? What's that? I'm sure it's harder on a day like Why today. Is it is. It Absolutely. is. I know because the whole world loves on Valentine's Day, right? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, no, they don't actually. I mean, I'm I'm being facetious when I say that, but it's it's this pressure is on and you know, there's actually so many single people or people who are without and and people are wanting and wishing and and hoping for love, and you never know, you know. That's me. <laughs> I well, you'll you'll meet somebody. <laughs> How about a matchmaker? Have you tried online dating? No, I don't like that. You don't like that. I'm old-fashioned. Uh, well, how old are you, if I, you don't mind my asking? What age oh. category? Ten, to, twenty to thirty, thirty to forty, under fifty. Just <laughs> over fifty. You're over fifty. Okay, uh, you're an old soul. Okay, that's fine. So you know, there's still. Um, you can still be old-fashioned if you like, but you got to get with the times in the program, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe try some new things, you know? Sounds good. Yeah, maybe just try the online dating. Try it once or twice. See how it goes. Okay, Maureen. All right, or Happy a matchmaker, too. Thank you. Same to you. I'm sure you'll meet somebody. Okay. All right. Uh, so there you go. You know, there's a lot of broken hearts on this day, and, and a lot of people feel like they're supposed to have this perfect relationship and everything is, um, everyone else is having all of this love, and that's why women really like to have flowers delivered to the office or where they work because they like others to see that they are loved publicly. I don't understand that one. But anyway, I'm a bit more of a private person. But this show is not about me. This is about you. And so when I come back, I'm going to be speaking with the co-owner of the Into the Lifestyle uh, website and who's going to talk to us about how we can love a little bit differently and a little bit more passionately. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Now that is what I call a sucky Valentine's Day love song. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. You know what they say? Well, it's an ancient Chinese proverb. An invisible thread connects those who are destined to meet, regardless of time, place, and circumstance. The thread may stretch or tangle, but it will never break. Well, you just might go to Into the Lifestyle to find that special person that tie that you have and 
Cindy Weber joins me. She's the co-owner of IntoTheLifestyle.com, and she's passionate about helping people celebrate their sexuality. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Maureen. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining me on this Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes, I'm uh, sorry that your Valentine can't join. <laughs> and man cold, you know. We know what a man cold does to a woman. <laughs> it's a killer. Anyway, <laughs> well, I hope he feels better this year. No, I know. <laughs> Probably going to go on and on. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Well, at least I can be here sharing the love with you guys. The, this is true. This is fantastic. You know, a lot of people are not sharing the love on this Valentine's Day, and there's a lot of pressure put on people to meet that one special person and then remain with that special person for yonks and eons and have wild sex and fabulous sex and great amazing sex and that's just not necessarily the case but they're into the lifestyle broadens the horizons shall i say so tell me a little bit about into the lifestyle.com the premier network for swingers dating yes and we hate that term by the way it's it's more encompassing other than swingers people can identify right away with that what that means but if you take a step back and you recognize each individual has fantasies that light them up and they've always thought about and they don't know how to make that happen on our website you surround yourself with people bringing their fantasies into reality whatever that is for them so it's very diverse and it's very wide scoped and it's actually a lot more um unique of a we call it a choose your own adventure lifestyle it's pretty fantastic and you're into the lifestyle <laughs> we are yeah and i think everybody is it's whether or not you're effective in getting your needs met so whatever it is that lights you up and you have as your own personal desire um it's our passion to help people you know create that as as best a reality as possible that works comfortably for them and you say many and Fantasy is normal. Sexual fantasy is normal. Many people have sexual fantasies, and it's important to communicate those, in particular to your lover or lovers, as may be the case. But 70% of women are ashamed of the sexual fantasies that they have and do not tell their lovers, partners about uh, the dirty sex that they miss. Yeah, and I think, you know what, 70, I would say, is probably... That's shocking to me. I would think it would be higher. And it's just the day and age that we live in. We're not necessarily surrounding ourselves with people that are open-minded and embracing that side of who we are. So it really does depend where you are and the conversations that you put yourself in. Most people are even scared to bring it up, let alone be honest with themselves. So there's a few different levels there that it has to break through before people actually create the space where they're able to generate these experiences in real time. Well, I think that women are socialized so very differently about sex than men are, and I've spoken about this in the past. And I actually uh, met a couple who was into the lifestyle, and she was raised as a Mormon, and uh, guilt was inflicted on her in terms of sex. She was not allowed to think about uh, experience arousal, to self-stimulate. Sex was taught to be dirty uh, to her, and er- this was all, nothing was to occur prior to marriage. Of course, she married, and it was in a, she was in a very unhappy relationship. She's finally uh, in a relationship with a two-spirited man, and, and she's bisexual, and they're into the lifestyle, and so they're playing out 
their sexual fantasies and sexual desires. And this is just probably one example of some of the people that are into the lifestyle. Absolutely. I think everyone has to move from that level of shame because it's it's all constraining. It really does have an underlying foundation in the majority of people in our world. I think there's very few people, um, you know, in our area of the world that are free and have that openness and comfortably feel okay to celebrate their sexuality, whatever it is. I mean, nobody talks about it. It's very, I mean, you talk about it. You're uh, phenomenal <laughs> to create that space. But, you know, when it comes to the vulnerability of sharing personally what somebody is into, and and then the next step is how to actually create it, right? So there's just... Absolutely. It's not, it's not an easy task in any way, shape, or form. That's right. And some people only talk about it. Uh, you know, we really have to get people experiencing it and exploring sex and, and improving their sex lives. And uh, so who is the, is there a typical type of person that is into the lifestyle? I mean, how many members do you have? You have thousands of members, don't you? We have tens of thousands of members and there's no typical. I mean, I always say, you don't know your neighbors. I know some of your neighbors. I mean, it's so diverse. You really have no awareness until you're in and kind of poke around for a little while and, um, Anybody and everybody, all walks of life, um, are definitely dipping their toe. It's just becoming more and more acceptable. You know, people are hitting that mundane zone of their relationship and they think, what else is is there available? What inspiration can we pull in to broaden our horizons and where can we take it from here? Because there's literally no ceiling. So anybody is free to take it to any level. That's right. And so people can tell me about how, how this works. You join the website. Uh, you yeah, join it's, the, it's, the club, essentially. Essentially, it is a club. <laughs> we call it our ITL family, but you essentially sign up and you create a profile and you throw a picture up there. Most people are quite discreet about faces. They don't completely out themselves and say who they are. And you have a nondescript username. And is it a couple that puts themselves on there as well? Uh, because I, it's my understanding that couples join and uh, have particular rules once they enter as members. Yes. So it's couples and singles. Mm -hmm. It's anybody looking to expand their personal horizons. So whatever that looks like for the person, you sign up, you create who you are, and then you just begin the interaction and there's um, advertised events and meetups and social um, opportunities to meet face-to-face as well as online. So it's really, it's the perfect safe way to gain that inspiration and interact Safely. I know there are other options online, but what we offer is a high secured site where James and I personally verify every single person. We authorize every profile. Once you meet someone face to face, you have a choice whether you want to very verify them. Mm-hmm. So if you're in there and you're poking around and you think, oh, I'd like to meet this person or these people, you have a sense of who they've already met face to face, and you're not blindly meeting this person who you you have no idea if they're going to be truthful in who they say they're going to be. Right. Yeah. And are there some rules for couples, for example? Like, say a couple went in and, uh, you know, everybody wants to have sex with the wife but nobody wants to have sex with him or vice versa. Uh, Are are there some rules that people... There are so many rules, and they're very unique to each person. And they are moment to moment. Mm -hmm. So we encourage everyone to be really truthful and honest and have your stop word and your go word and just complete, honest communication. 
but it is very rule driven. There's and and no consent for all. Consent is important. Well, we don't even say like no means no. We mean don't touch or do anything until you get a full on yes. Yes, according so, to yeah, yeah Canadian law, consent must be positive, both positive, so saying yes, initiating and or enjoying sexual activity, and ongoing, so it continues during the sexual activity. So you can not say yes during sexual activity, and that means there's no longer consent. Absolutely, absolutely. And James and I also have a podcast where we discuss all the different rules and regulations and the diversity of that, because it is wide scope. You have all levels of people that are effective in their communication, and some, I will say, are varsity-level communicators, where you know exactly where you stand every moment that you're with those people. It's a really unique situation to be in and experience. Mm-hmm. And um, what is the podcast, Cindy? Mm-hmm. It's podcast at, or sorry, James should be here, podcast.intothelifestyle.com. And the website is? into the lifestyle.com. Well, thank you so much. I know you're so passionate about this and helping people to explore their sexuality and, and make sex more pleasurable for them. So thanks for the great work that you do. Oh, thanks so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Happy Valentine's Day and my best to James. <laughs> Hope he feels better Happy soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Uh, so yeah, sexual consent. Only one in three Canadians know what sexual consent means. And I'm going to touch upon that when I come back. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Now that's the best Valentine's song I've heard in a long time. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We're talking about a lot of different subjects tonight. Uh, one uh, we touched upon was consent. I want to talk a little bit about the Gameshi trial There are some dangerous myths that the Gameshi trial has pushed into the public eye. One of them is that consent can be implied retroactively. We've seen his lawyer seek to raise doubts about the relationship between the complainants and her clients after the assaults took place. So the -the after-the-fact contact doesn't mean consent was granted. And Canadian law is actually very clear that this is ultimately irrelevant to the issue of consent because you cannot actually consent to assault. So that is um, that is one aspect that it may not matter because the Supreme Court has said that a person cannot consent to an assault that causes bodily harm. So you're not even allowed to consent to it. So that's been pushed out there as well. People not do not necessarily understand what uh, consent means. And according to the Canadian Women's Foundation, about, they, they found, according to their survey, that 96% of Canadians agree sexual activity between partners must be consensual. Over two-thirds of Canadians do not understand the legal definition of consent. Even more concerning is that people, only 12% of people, felt that consent is required between spouses. We have a lot of work to do here in this country around sexual assault, consent, relationships, intimacy. Another myth is that survivors of sexual assault go directly to the police after an assault. That is definitely not the case. People are ashamed, embarrassed. Women wonder what they did wrong. They are in denial. They are traumatized. Uh, And the sexual assaults perpetrated by someone other than a spouse are least likely to come to the attention of police. The other myth that's been brought out here is that survivors never go back to their abuser. And that is definitely not true. 
uh, survivors of abuse typically manage the violence through a range of responses to a traumatic experience. And as I mentioned, denial and self-blame before they actively seek help they don't know that they can. Another one is that women lie about being sexually assaulted for fame and, and attention. I do not think so. Nobody would ever want to go through the grilling process we've seen these complainants go through during the Gameshi trial and that there is a stereotypical perfect victim. Well, that would have to be an absolutely pure angelic person, and one doesn't exist. My question is, why didn't the uh, Crown Prosecutor bring an expert witness in, an expert witness who can actually educate the judge, hopefully the judge is smart, but educate the judge about responses of victims of sexual Assault, the responses victims of sexual assaults will have to a sexual assault and and what that looks like, because there's a lot of misinformation out there about that. Anyway, I hope you are happy. I hope you've had an enjoyable day today. At least today, Valentine's Day is a day we can remember about love and uh, bring that uh, to the forefront of our minds. Remember, there is probably somebody out there and you can always... Just shake it up. Go online. Go to a matchmaker. Go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I'm Maureen McGrath. You have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.